0: Welcome to Elixir Outlaws, the hallway track of the Elixir community.
1: What's new?
2: I, I mean,
0: heard a d- dirty secret about Keithley.
2: There was a hurricane that went by. Oh, you okay? Yeah, we're good. We're all good. People, South, like coworkers of mine in Atlanta are not as good, but they're okay. Oh mm. no, that's no good. I mean, mostly Atlanta just got slammed with rain over and like lots of wind. Mm. Obviously the Gulf is, you know. In bad shape I'm sorry. right now. Yeah, but we were okay. We're we're okay. fine. You don't need to be sorry for me. I'm we glad were okay.
1: You're okay. I'm in super high fire danger area right now.
2: Yeah,
0: I was gonna say. Does it look like fire outside? Like well, it's all smoky. Uh,
1: it's better today. It was really bad yesterday. Um, they're gonna. They may shut up the power tomorrow because of super high wind and fear of fire. Yeah. Um, so I may head back to the city. I don't
2: know. Well, good luck. It'll
1: be okay. You know, I'm starting to feel like
2: this climate change thing might be real.
1: You think? I know. I'm starting to wonder. Like, maybe.
2: Just maybe. There might be, that might be accurate.
1: It's tough to
0: say. Never know. That's all right. After all this greenhouse gas gets up there, maybe it'll, uh, maybe all that ash will block out some of the sunlight and cool it back down for a while. Oh, yeah. Matrix style. (laughs) It'll kill the robots. Oh, my God. It's good. I I can't even deal with you guys. Yeah. It's too, all right. We should not talk about it. It's real.
1: It's so real. No, it's so, but it's so real. Like, there's like, how do you talk about anything else with like fires and the pandemic? And California hasn't had like breathable air until like recently.
2: There's five hurricanes off the coast of, off off the East Coast right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just making
2: their way over. I was
1: reading an article about how some of the biggest like, glaciers in the arctic they're like shelves that attach them are like thinning and yeah. so in that like the seas are gonna rise like 10 feet over the next however many years potentially if they break because you know climate change is just not a real thing
2: this is listen this is very up we, we have to move on <laughs> we, we cannot talk about this we can't do this to our to the people <laughs> to our listeners who i listen. know oh my god no the thing is like i've been thinking about this a lot because actually a lot of my podcasts that i love that i go to for sort of mental comfort are all experiencing the same thing where this becomes the only thing that's possible to talk about because it's just so overwhelming to everybody. And it's gotten to the point where I, I love podcasts and I don't listen to that many podcasts anymore because I just can't, I need something else. Like I need some other venue that has nothing to do with reality right now. So I say we move on. Let's move on rapidly. Let's move on. (laughs) All right.
1: Let's move
0: on.
2: Let's move on as quickly as those hurricanes are coming to the East Coast. (laughs) So
0: this year is an election year. Oh, my
2: gosh. Okay. uh, No, let's not. Final joke. joke. (laughs) Final joke. Here's the thing. 2020 is not done with us yet. No, we're not no, it's done not. by a long even, shot. We
1: haven't even really gotten started,
2: right? No. Like, <laughs> it's so, it's did you, you get all so hear much about choice?
1: how, like, the Secretary of Health and Human Services? Did you hear about this?
2: No, we can't talk no. about this. We cannot talk about this. I do. I. I know what. You don't want to hear
1: about how he I know, no, has to leave I, no, we can't because talk he about was this. urging Trump supporters to prepare for armed conflict after the election.
2: We can't Ooh. talk about this. We can't talk about this. <laughs>
1: And was accusing his scientists of sedition.
2: So, I have a I have an interesting topic.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh. this is
2: this is the, is this the topic you talked about already? Yeah, that we're. So I gave so this, I gave this Amos blows Amos a my pre- mind. I gave Amos a preview of this topic, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're lying. You're That's never going to believe thing. this, Anna."
1: I saw in the chat.
2: I'm using live view.
1: <laughs> yeah. What
2: liar? <laughs> you're lying. I had to tick the box over. I had to. I had to. I. The, the I had to reset the counter back to 0 724 that was the number of days it had been since I had last written HTML and then I wrote live view oh, man. ticked it on back to 0 same with CSS actually I don't know if, I, if JavaScript counts I don't feel like I've still written JavaScript but it, I might have didn't put any in there if you're using live
0: view you shouldn't have had to
2: I mean, it does I don't know. I don't listen. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't written JavaScript syntax yet. So what do you think? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I don't it does what it says on the tin for the most part. For the um, most part. What's what's the least part? No, okay. So, I mean, I should can I can I explain like what we're actually building? That's yeah. up to you. Oh, uh, I mean, so it's an you, you need to sign an NDA? No. No. Come okay. On now. <laughs> Listen, just don't tell anyone else. <laughs> I'll right, just tell you right. two. You guys don't tell anybody else. We'll be we'll fine. we keep, it. Uh, we're good. We'll keep yeah. it to us. Yeah. Uh, no, we're, we're working on infrastructure stuff for all around all of our deployments. So we're just building our own tooling around. and Well, yeah. I mean, we're building an API and UI around all of our deployment process. Because we're at that. I mean, because like that's a, that's a time-honored tradition of building your own tooling <laughs> like that instead of, or you know, you either adopt some giant thing or you build your own at some level. And so we're in the camp of building it ourselves right now because it's actually not that hard uh, for our purposes. But in any case, so the UI is all driven with LiveView at the moment. So nothing like customer user facing at all. The amount of the sum total of, of people who will ever look at this thing is like you know, 40 tops Uh, because it's just all the all the engineers but in any case yeah no so we've been playing around with live view doing that stuff i mean yeah like i said it seems cool it i mean everybody's everybody's right it seems cool um and for the most part it's like it's working the way we would expect it to work there's a really weird disconnect for me i mean there's a lot to learn about live view i now understand why every elixir conf talk is a live view talk because there really is that much to learn about wait what you're like not allowed to say that. <laughs> we, we, I'm just, I'm just explaining the reality of the world. <laughs> just like, no, I mean, I, I get it because like, there is a lot. There's, I don't know. Universally, all of us who worked on have worked on this project, which I, which, granted, is like three people, have been like, there. It's a lot. Like, there's a lot to l- unpack about it. It's not nearly as simple as I expected it to be. And for certain operations, I was like, this is a lot of effort. Like, I needed to open a modal. And it was a lot of effort to, like, open a modal, given, like, what I would expect. But I've also not written a web UI in two years, in over two years. So I have no idea. My question to everyone was just, is this how you people live? Like, is this just like what it's like to do this? Because I've forgotten what it's like to do this. Like, it took me all day to open a modal. To figure out how to open a modal. (laughs) And I think that's mostly just because I have no idea what I'm doing. And I just don't have any expectations of like how it's supposed to work. um, And like how easy or not easy it's supposed to be. But, uh, but yeah. But overall, it's been really cool. It's been very useful. Is there some built in modal stuff, or
0: did you have to do all of your own, like design your actual modal pop up?
2: No, we had to wire it all up with like the Phoenix, click, blah, 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 like all their little event thingies mm-hmm. and have it all. And then you have, but like you, then you have to learn about whether or not it's like a, a, a what, what is the term for it? Like stateful, com, like a smart component or like a, Like uh, a stateful component or not, or whatever. Like basically, some components like need IDs and can can then accept events, but only if you target them. Otherwise, it bubbles up to like the root thing. And like I don't know. There's just a lot to learn about it all, but um, which is really where the time went. But uh, but yeah, we you know it took us between three of us or two I guess really two of us it took us four hours to get a modal to work, give or take. But at the end we had a modal that worked, so that was nice and you know, and more or less we were able to do deployments, which is actually the hard part <laughs> or the well actually that's been the easy part, but it's like the interesting part is the actual actual doing of like the deployments of deploying live views is the interesting part no, no, no like kicking off deployments for our services oh okay oh that's actually the, all from easy. the tool yeah, 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 okay, nice yeah that that part's dead simple. But I I don't know, it's just weird. It's a weird disconnect to go back to that world and to try to remember like, is this just what it's like? Is everything just hard? Is that is that how front end web development is? i this is a legitimate question. This isn't a rhetorical question. I'm legitimately asking. Is front end web development just this hard nowadays?
1: Um it's there's definitely complexity.
2: And there's I don't know, I think every framework doing
0: things just a little differently can can make it. Pretty difficult to to stick to, and as yes, I mean it's a way more complexity than whenever you just had a pop up that said "Are you sure,"
2: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it, but I mean even that CSS and is hard enough to get things right. So then adding, adding, interaction on top of that. Yeah, I've I've always found it rather difficult myself.
2: Yeah, I, I guess I think my scope is just wrong, and it's also one of those things that, I mean, both of us. Uh, who are working on it said more or less simultaneously, this feels like a lot of work to avoid writing JavaScript. <laughs> but I think it is probably the amount of work. I don't know. I I would rather do this than write JavaScript. Let's be clear.
0: Would you do the same amount of work in JavaScript? Yeah, I have you?
2: no idea. I don't know. For what we're doing, I don't know. I mean, it's actually, that's a that's a tough call. I have no idea. But we're not good at JavaScript. Or like Or I'm not. I have no proficiency in JavaScript. Not really. So I mean, especially not anymore, whatever proficiency I had in it is now five years out of date or whatever. So, so I don't suspect we'll be, uh, like transitioning away from this anytime soon. This is like, we're going to be using this stuff, but it is just, it's just interesting to me to like, remember that, like, I have no capacity in these skills. And at the same time, like my scope of what I should be able to get done is completely wrong. Like we shipped deadline propagation in like an hour. (laughs) Like we built, like we have a feature of part of our RPC framework that allows us to say, you know, if the deadline over here is 500 milliseconds, it'll send it from service A to service B. So when service B gets that RPC, it starts, it knows it has 500 milliseconds to start ticking down that time. And if it forwards that on to any other services, it deducts whatever amount of time it's spent before it forwards it on. So the downstream, like service C would then have 200 milliseconds, and all that just flows. So service C isn't sitting there wasting time if it all of a sudden goes over the deadline. Mm -hmm. It's not like doing additional database queries and stuff like that. And that way, like, we just abort the whole thing really early. That took us like an hour. (laughs) Like, that library took us like no time at all, right? You know, uh, the RPC framework that I'm talking about that that we're kind of like leaning into, I built that. In like a handful of hours over a weekend one time, and like it was pretty mechanical, like I just felt like I knew what I was doing the whole time. The adaptive concurrency stuff that has math involved in it, you know that that was the work of like an afternoon or two on a weekend. It took me all day to get a modal to work, Amos <laughs> This
1: is why I me want to talk about this
2: yeah. well i just it's like i i yeah. i've my scope of what's possible. Is so broken once it comes to like UI stuff where I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like like how does how do you do anything? <laughs> like, is this just and that's that's the question. Is this just how you people live? Like, is this just what it's like out there in the world? This is a cold and desolate place. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, I mean, I think in all seriousness
1: it's all relative, right? It's just like what skills you you know, Execute day to day, and what areas you tend to you have more proficiency in? Right? Like.
0: Are all three of you lacking that front end? Ex- oh, in yeah. the last five years? Oh, a hundred
2: percent. Yes. <laughs> like we're <all laughs> just like we're just completely uh, devoid of any knowledge about this. I mean, not really. Like we've all done front end work. We've all done that that kind of stuff, um, and you know, we've all written JavaScript at some point in our lives. Um, some of us. I've written more JavaScript than others. Like, you know, I mean, it's, we all have done that work. And the thing doesn't, it's not a mess. You know what I mean? Like when you look at it, you're like, yeah, this looks totally reasonable. Um, And it does what it's supposed to do and all that stuff. So it's not like a, it's not a, it's not a catastrophe. But yeah, but the, I don't know, this is where my, like, I don't really learn anything about frameworks comes back to bite me. Cause like, I don't know how, I don't even understand the words that, like, Live View is using anymore. So I have, you know, that's been most of it. It's like sitting there reading the docs a lot and trying to actually kind of grok what it all is trying to do.
0: Do you think the docs are pretty useful for somebody starting out, or are they well done?
2: Yeah, they're, you know, they're very detailed. Like, the stuff's in there, you know? Um, And we've been able to solve all of our problems. It's just taking a while. Like, there's a lot more reading than I think we expected to do, right? There's a lot more learning than we expected, um, which is why I think universally we were all like, this seems like a lot of work, mostly because it's like you do need to read like four or five markdown pages of of stuff <laughs> to get to really get started um, because they just sort of expect you to understand this stuff. And maybe the docs are written such that like if you jumped on this really early, like they're, it's not that much to absorb. Like the docs have that kind of feel to it. Like they kind of expect that you already know how it works to some degree. Mm-hmm. And like, you've gone through the fire a little bit. So, but so overall it's fine. What was the, the hardest
1: I
0: have to do?
2: Later. Be safe. Once
1: my fire drills are over, I will be back. I promise one day. I thought it was this week, but maybe next week. Bye. Yeah. All right.
0: Good, good luck. luck. Bye. So what what was the the hardest thing outside of like actually doing front end work, but but in working through the Elixir side of it?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. The surprising thing was sort of how much code you really needed to write. Like, if you want to, if you're building a modal, you really do need to track like the open or closed state of the modal, and that means that you have to like have multiple events that can open or close the modal and you need to be able to adjust your state accordingly and your state and then your rendering needs to be based on that state. I mean, it's all the same stuff that like React had, right? Like you have to track all this in the, in these different places and then you have to update it and then you have to do all the work. And it's just a lot of code. Like it's a, it's a surprising amount of code to open a, a dang modal. Um, <laughs> yes. And also keep, you know, the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, and it's like going over the network too. Like, <laughs> like I, that's the thing I have to keep reminding myself of mm-hmm. and there's a part of me there's a the part of me that cares about such things is like this is really inefficient <laughs> like to open a modal <laughs> but um you know i the other thing is just that there's surprising things i I can't even talk intelligently about it so it's you know I, it's like i haven't used it in enough anger yet to to talk about it super intelligently mm-hmm. but There's just sort of weird idiosyncrasies of the components. Like if you have a a nested component in a component, it doesn't like capture the events. Like the the root component captures like the events unless you specifically change the target of the event to be the subcomponent, even if the subcomponent is the thing that defines the click event. Like I don't even know if the words that I just said made sense. <laughs> I think I'm following you. So if I have if I have a modal,
0: yeah, that has something on it that you can click and that thing is supposed to react. So let's say you have a modal that has mm-hmm. a counter section mm-hmm. that's that's like a separate component. If I define even though the counter section defines the click event unless I explicitly tell it that it belongs to the counter, then the modal was is going to catch that click event.
2: Yeah, like the basically the top level thing. And except in this case, if the the modal isn't the first thing that you're rendering, then it even won't capture the event. It'll go up to like the root. So the whole page is going to catch it. So you're so you either have to change the actual target of the event that you want to send it to, or you have to move your events to like this higher level thing. Um, and I have no idea which of those is correct or whatever. I've like, you know, haven't, I've literally not read anything about quote unquote best practices and doing this kind of stuff. Right. Like I don't have, I don't know what people are doing for patterns. We're just kind of like, just making it up as you go. Yeah. Well, we're just like, you know, using our brains and like thinking through like what we'd want that, that process to look like and be and, and like, and how we want to architect it and how we would structure it. And we're just doing it that way. And I have no idea if it's right or wrong. But, you know, like I said, it's working. We eventually get it all to work and we like understood it all, but it did take a lot of reading to figure out what all those differences were. I don't know. None of this is an indictment of live view. <laughs> like, yeah, you have to read the docs. Like, okay, go figure. It was more yeah. like we <laughs> can't just guess how it works. We were slightly salty that we had to read docs because like, we were just like really excited to try to get stuff working. And then we were pairing on it too. That's always demoralizing. Like, when you're pairing on something, and you're excited about it. And you're like, oh, sweet. And you're in a pretty good groove. Like, you've done the hard, what you anticipate to be the hard part, which is like talking to Amazon via its disparate, you know, API calls <laughs> and making sure that you're doing all your deployments and reading from your container registries and all this stuff and like managing all of that. And that was trivial relative to like opening a damn modal. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it turns out that was not the hard part. And we were really excited about it and then immediately had to stop and then go read three pages of Markdown to figure out how it actually worked. Um, well, and, and that was and just par- sort of – it just derailed the momentum a little bit. Pairing
0: on reading a document is just terrible in the first place. But- yeah,
2: right? Yeah, we were just sitting on the call, like, both reading documents and be like, how does this work? We have no <laughs> – What the heck is a smart component or whatever they call them, stateful components or whatever? It's like a live, live component. A live, live. Yeah. Like some of, I don't know. Some of them are dumb or like stateless. I don't remember the term. I immediately forgot everything after I consumed it. So, so
0: what you're calling stateless is that like something that uh, doesn't really have a back and forth. It doesn't really get updated with data.
2: Yeah, I don't actually there's like <clears throat> specific technical definitions for what that means. Like essentially if it has like events on it, it can't be stateless. Or something like that. There's like a there's like a rule about it. But if it's just like rendering stuff then it's stateless? I don't know, man. Listen. Uh, Like I said, (laughs) I'm. I'm really interested. I immediately expunged all of that knowledge out of my head. Like I did not capture any of it. I did just enough to get the modal (laughs) to (laughs) work.
0: So I'm. I'm interested because I'm wanted to mess around with it actually today before you even said anything. um, For my noggin day is I was going to make a little, uh, a little thing that used like Phoenix Presence and Live View. To, like your whole team goes to this web page and it gives you a list of who you're pairing with and then you can hit a button and it gives you a new list and like switches everybody up that was that was my plan for today so I wanted to do some live view stuff too but like you it sounds like I'm going to be
2: <laughs> reading yeah just read the docs read the docs first is really what I'm I'm getting at <sighs>
0: I you, you ever look at documentation and wish it was more like uh, an IKEA manual where there were just like just pictures pictures yes
2: yeah. <laughs> four pages
0: of pictures
2: I don't know I um I go back and forth on it the I have a really hard time forcing myself to learn a lot about any given framework I just do like if I feel if I feel like there's not going to be a payoff like here's the thing I am not gonna write a whole lot more live view in my life.
0: But, but what Unless made you something pick to unless use...
2: something dramatically changes, right? Unless I get a new job. Like, so why did you that's... why did you decide to write live view in the first place? I don't know. Why do you why do you do
0: anything? Well, I, I'm just curious <laughs> if you if you were like if you're like, uh we want an interactive front end and I don't want to write React. Yeah, or, no, that yeah, like, yeah, you nailed it. Is that it? Yeah, that's yeah, you got okay.
2: It. Yeah, you you nailed it. I basically was like, I don't want to write I don't want to write JavaScript if we can help it. And this and we and then it does need to be a live updating UI thing. And you know that there
0: are like three listeners, right? That are gonna be like Total? Why didn't why didn't you just use
2: Elm? Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Elm I thought Elm was a dead language at this point. <laughs> so. I hear there's uh there's two companies using it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure the WebSocket library for Elm still doesn't work or something like that. Uh, like it doesn't still com- broken. It still doesn't compile or something. I don't know. Listen, man, maybe just give people tools to build things and then they'll build them instead of trying to make a perfect language. Whatever, you what can't, do I know? You can't, anyway. You can't, you can't compile them until you get the types right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, I have no opinion on Elm. What I do know is my opinion on Elm is I'm not going to use it. Because again, like I don't want to learn a whole thing to do this one thing, like that's not a good expenditure of time, like on, on the on the company's dime. It's just like not, right? Like we're already doing. I mean, part of the goal of this project is to have a, a live updating UI, and we can achieve that with tools that we all understand or can understand rapidly using Elixir. So we're just going to do that. Rapid is relative, though. I mean, yeah, four rapid, hours for yeah. A modal. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I suspect I did message a friend of mine, and I was, and I asked, "Is this just how you people live?" And he said, "Yes, <laughs> you get used to it." <laughs> so, so you know, that's 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 where we're at. I think nice, but it's just not my. That's not my thing. And and at the end of the day, like I'm may end up using Live View uh, again. Not an indictment of Live View. Live View seems really good. It's just that. That's not right now, unless I change jobs, the kind of work that I do, as evidenced by the two year long stint of just never writing HTML. That is a beautiful thing. I mean, I've I just enjoyed want to it. S- sit with that for a moment. I, I have enjoyed it. It's been nice, it's been, yeah. a, it's been a good run. I've done not, very little unhappy. for about three years. I'm not unhappy that I wrote Live View. I'm not unhappy. I wasn't. I didn't not. You know, it's not like I didn't enjoy my my brief moment uh, of using Live View. And I have a, like a side project thing. I'll probably end up using it for that I'm working on, and you know, whatever else. Like I mean, I'm sure it'll come up again. But I have a really hard time learning that much about a, about a framework. Cause I don't know. Frameworks just come and go.
0: Do you think that there are things that are in live view that are. Mm, outside framework. You know what I mean? I'm having a hard time coming up with that. Ask this question, but like, are there principles in live view that you think are going to be applicable? No matter what kind of data transfer you're doing to the front end. Or is, it, is everything very Live View centric? Whenever you're doing it,
2: my gut reaction is no. I do not think that those patterns are reusable. I think Live View is pretty unique. Um, but I also and I also don't I don't know that. What's the right way to say this? Live View is copying an already established rendering model which is to say it's doing a diff and it's only rendering the changes right which is like a thing right. that people have done a lot at this point i have no react is the first one i used that did that explicitly where it was declarative in a, in the sense that you could just sort of say like here's my state here's what i want to render you figure out how to how to render it right where it kind of made a declarative api out of it um declarative ish mm-hmm. right React was the first one I used. I don't know if it was... I don't care to know if it was the first one in production that ever you did that, whatever. That was the first one I had experienced. And since then, it seems like that's the model, right? Like, Elm uses that model. I think whatever other hot new web frameworks, you know, front-end frameworks also use that model, right? LiveView is using that model. Live is using the model of, I have state, I'm going to render the changes. It just happens to be doing it on the server instead of on the client. And... The benefit there, I, I really think like the benefit there is ease, more than anything, like developer ease. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I don't. I don't think there's a technical benefit to that. And in as much as like, if you knew JavaScript and you knew uh, and you're tooling really well and you and you had those skills, I do not have those skills. If you had those skills. There's no technical benefit to going back to the server for everything or to making the server do that. Because you could also have WebSockets and like send updates down or have server sent events or whatever and then update it on the client. Um, I don't think there's a technical benefit here. I think it's an ease benefit of and and we're leaning into that, you know, we're it's not simpler. (laughs) It's 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 easier. And I'm fully taking advantage of that fact. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that I've had
0: discussions with some people who do a lot of front-end work who don't like the idea of live view because they feel like it couples you too much to your server and and I'm I'm not sure that they are fully correct there, because I think you can still have the same type of events that you would have on a WebSocket internal to your Application. So you could have both if you wanted to have like multiple client front ends. One of them happens to be live view. But the thing, the only thing that I have ever thought that I could say, yeah, maybe I would want it on the front end is that you're moving compute power back to the server, which might be able to do it faster and stuff. But the client's compute power, you don't have to pay for.
2: Yeah. And also the client is depending on the client, potentially more powerful than your server. <laughs> like That's in certain case. cases, right? At least in terms of like rendering and stuff, depending on how you're set up, especially in aggregate, when you think about a hundred clients all working on this at the same time, those hundred clients have more compute power than your one server does.
0: Right. And if if your data is very dependent on each client, now you have a hundred, you're doing all the computing for a hundred different clients Doing different things where you could have just handed that to somebody else's computer to do for you.
2: The coupling argument is. I don't know if I buy that like. In as much as uh, coupling is probably not the word I would use. I mean, obviously, you're dependent on your server and there is a world I don't think it's an easy world to walk into, but there is a world that you could imagine. And actually, like, JavaScript's just the canonical bad example of this because all the tools suck. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, they really do. Like, let's be, yep. its it's the same thing as, okay, we have to talk about this too. It's the same thing as Docker. <laughs> it's the same thing as Kubernetes. Those things suck. And they suck not because of what they achieve, right? Because every time I say this, people assume that what I am is a curmudgeon who wants to go back to, you know, I'm gonna go rack up some metal at my local Colo, and and uh, <laughs> like start deploying that way, old school style. Nah, fam, like that's not what I. That's not what I want. And then when I say that Docker sucks and Kubernetes suck, like that's what I'm pining for is not the the ye old days of of deployment like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I think what those things achieve is really useful and really important and has moved the industry forward and is important to the industry. And we should continue to lean into that. We should also not stop being critical of these tools because they suck, like they're not good and they have terrible UX, they have terrible problems that we should actually work on addressing. And just like pretending that it's all sunshine and roses out there, that all those things are just totally great because of what they achieve is super useless and not helpful and actually counterproductive to making the world a better place. So let's be very clear w- about about that. I think the same thing is true with JavaScript. Like all that JavaScript tooling completely sucks. And the people who think it doesn't are just like have not experienced anything else. That's like become painfully obvious, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. go work on literally anything else. Like use a different language, use a different runtime. Like use not the browser and the cra- like browser's crappy APIs and go try and, like, go work on a real system, like, doing, like, that has support for all this stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Or at least, like, gives you choices. And so there is a world, that all being said, there is a world, right, where you could build a fully offline application. It's much easier to do on a real hardware, on, like, a real computing platform than, than on, like, the browser. But even in the browser, there are tools and frameworks to be able to, like, you know, if you can talk to the server once you can shove that stuff in something that approximates a database, uh, hold on to it and work on that directly and synchronize that through a server, uh, to other clients or whatever. And you can do it periodically. And like there's work being done, like Kleppman's doing his stuff with CRDTs. I have a friend, uh, James Long, who is a person in the, uh, in the JavaScript world. And he built a budget application and he did it all with hybrid logical clocks and CRDTs, and it's a node, It's like a it's like a node. What's what are those things called? It's the the like the electron. It's an electron app that runs on okay. you know your machine, but it's all completely local. And then it it does end to end encryption on your data and sends it through a server that he doesn't even know what what data you're sending and synchronizes it using hybrid logical clocks and CRDTs across across all that stuff. So it's possible to build stuff like that right? That is a way to do offline applications. You're still dependent on there being a server at some point, (laughs) right? Like the server doesn't, you know, and so it's like, you're not as hard dependent on that server being up. But at the end of the day, like most applications are dependent on there being some sort of server being up. Is that the way it should be? I don't know, probably not like most stuff, like, or, or well, not most, but a lot more stuff should work offline than 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 does but i don't know that i would call that coupling i would call that like dependence if you're and live view i think obviously leans really heavily on that and then that's the thing that they talk about right that's the thing that chris talks about in all his different keynotes it's like yeah we're not solving this and we're never gonna solve it like and if you're no disconnected yeah if you get disconnected you're disconnected and the, the the theory just being that for most clients it doesn't matter i'm not here to argue not necessarily one way or the other i think The industry is such that we just don't care about that. And that's probably not that's probably like net bad, but does that change? I don't know. Does that make me think most of the time? I don't know.
0: Most of the time you don't necessarily need to worry about that, but what is the reconnection strategy? That so like if I have bad internet that cuts out and comes back on, how well does that work? Is that something that View is just handling or am I going to have to put a lot of work into it?
2: Yeah, I remember asking Chris about this really far back in like the early beta times of Live View, And I think what happens is if you get disconnected, it pops like a spinner over the whole, like a spinner overlay over the entire page that says like disconnected or something like that. That probably has changed. I have no idea, but I know that it, it knows if it's disconnected or not. So it can do, You can do something to the UI if it's disconnected. But yeah, but you know, it, it. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you are dependent on that connection. And if you're on a device out there on like a 3G signal, that that connection is going to be flaky. Is right. that is that the right approach for what you're trying to build? I don't know. Maybe not. If that's your constraints. For us, it's like a bunch of. The 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 users for this thing are gonna be a bunch of people who like sit at a desk with a hard line. <laughs> right. And that's the sum total of people using this stuff. So and also the UI isn't it kind of doesn't matter. The UI is like a nice to have. There's an API that uses our RPC framework that is actually what people use most of the time. Right. You're not gonna click to deploy when you're offline. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, but I mean, I th- I do think that it is worth considering the fact that you're dependent on a server being there. And more importantly than a server, you're dependent on a client connection from on a potentially, you know, on, on whatever the client's connection is to a server. And you're dependent on that being reliable. Um, that is worth knowing and considering. Uh, right. And, and thinking it through. Doesn't mean you shouldn't use LiveView. It just means you should think about it. Everything's a trade off. Yeah. And if it's you know, if that's not gonna fly for you, then you're gonna have to think through how you know, how do you achieve what you want to achieve uh differently. You looked like something just attacked you. No, it's just wind is blowing really hard. Is it hurricane? No, hurricane's mostly gone <laughs> past. Oh, that's good. Well, one of the five. Yeah, one of those five. One of the five yeah. has gone past us.
0: whoa was that lunch
2: oh my gosh i think this is an entire pizza it's an entire pizza oh snap sticks all right I've never well, i guess more it's excited. lunchtime does yes. that mean
0: it's time to go while well, you still have hot pizza
2: yeah so i should go eat some hot pizza but yeah so live view is cool that's the takeaway you didn't to you can go read the docs it's gonna take you a second but other than that cool. cool i
0: think oh oh i had you cut out for a moment oh okay uh, oh, now your voice and your audio are not in sync. That's a good thing we're getting off here because that would make me crazy. Yeah. Uh, or not your voice, your face and your audio. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm, while well, you're eating pizza, I'm going to go read some Live View
2: documentation then. I'll read all, all of the Markdown first. I think it's realistically like two pages. You do need to go read, up, read about the different types of components. Okay,
0: sounds good. I'll start there and then... Um, Maybe, uh, maybe by the end of the day or, or noggin day next week, I'll, I'll have completed my pairing thing and I'll I'll let you take a look at it and you can be like, nope, you're terrible. Amos, you have no idea. I will have literally no opinion. No, you'll be like, you'll be like, look, I'm, I'm a live view expert now. And uh, this is terrible. No, (laughs) this is
2: incorrect. That's, that's, that's false. I claim nothing. I claim no expertise in really anything, but definitely not in live view.
0: All right. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we should get somebody who is to come on and correct any of our stuff. So if anybody out there is a live view expert and says everything you guys just said is BS, keep it to yourself. Yeah. We don't want to hear about it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Keith, I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Bye.